0: So, I want you to turn, if you will, to Second Timothy. And this is a letter of the Apostle Paul. And I want you to look at this passage. You're going to read a few verses here. And here's what I want you to remember in the very beginning. Second Timothy, that fourth chapter. Listen carefully because you may have a tendency to say, well, Now, I can't end like the Apostle Paul because I'm not a preacher, I'm not a missionary, and I'm not a theologian and all the rest. That has nothing to do with this. What I want you to do is to see what are the elements involved in a person's life. Listen, who comes to the end of their life and ends well. It's crystal clear in this passage how you and I can end well. And so, if you will notice beginning in the sixth verse of this fourth chapter, Paul says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought thee good fight, I have finished thee course, and I have kept thee faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me but also to those who love His appearing." Now think about this. Here's the Apostle Paul facing imminent death. He is in prison. Nero's going to take his life. The execution block is very close by. And if you'll notice in this fourth chapter and the sixteenth verse, he's already had one defense. And he says, At my first defense, no one supported me, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that through me the proclamation might be fully accomplished, and that all the Gentiles might hear And I was rescued out of the lion's mouth. Now, here he is, facing death. And so, what I want you to see is how he ends well. Because all of us can end well if we choose to. or we can end, and God say, you fool. You heard it, 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 and you ignored it. So, the first thing that I want you to notice here is this when I think about all the things that, uh, that uh, could have happened to Paul, here he is coming to the very end of his life, and what is he doing? He is still giving himself away. Giving himself away to young Timothy, sharing his knowledge, sharing his understanding, sharing his experience, sharing his confession, bringing up, for example, his own failures. What is he doing? Here he comes to the end of life, and what is he doing? He's giving himself away. One of the ways that you and I can end well is to end, listen, to end up in this life giving ourselves away to the people around us, helping them, giving to them in some fashion to the last days of our life. God has saved his children in order that you and I would serve him all the days of our life. He said he created us in Christ Jesus for the purpose of good works. Not for the purpose of retiring and doing nothing. Good works. Now, when I'm speaking of retiring, to believers, that's what I mean. And that is, at some point, you have to resign from your position. Or at some point, you have to retire from that position. Does that mean you quit? No. What do you do? You go to work for God. You say, I don't know what to do. Well, just try us. We'll, we'll help you. And I think about how many churches out there where the pastor pleads week after week after week for people to help in the church help do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether it's ushering or parking automobiles or whether it's uh, helping in the nursery. In other words, there are many, many jobs besides other things and other ministries and ways you can serve God. The way we end our life in in well is to end doing what He called us to do and that is to serve Him. He didn't save us just to sit around and just to enjoy life and do what we want to do when we want to do it. He saved us to serve Him. And most Christians, I'm afraid, are going to sit in church week after week after week and uh, think, well, you know, uh, I'm retired now, and so there's nothing... Oh, I'm going to attend church and keep giving and praying and reading the Bible, but... God wants us to serve Him, and I do believe I can't prove this because God is sovereign and He makes decisions, but I do believe that a person has a better chance, if we can say it that way, of living longer and living healthier if you will invest your life in serving God and giving it away. There's something in itself that's healthy about that because it does something to your attitude. You, see, you feel that love giving it away. You see the results of the fruits of your life. And so it doesn't make a difference how old you are, how long you've lived, whatever it might be. You can give yourself away, and in the process of doing so, you get blessed, laying up a reward in heaven. That's the way we end well.
1: You're listening to In Touch the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. We'll continue learning how to end well tomorrow. The end of a year is usually when we assess where we are and where we want to go. If you'd like some help setting God-focused goals for 2024, stop by intouch.org. and to listen again, click the link to Today on Radio on our homepage. If you'd like to have a copy of today's complete message, you can order it from our online bookstore. The title is, How to End Well. Again, you'll find these resources at intouch.org or call one 800 intouch To write to us, address your letter to In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia 30357. We need to let go of things that compete for our allegiance to God. Is it time for you to open your hands Some thoughts are on the way in today's Moment with Charles Stanley.
2: Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we could ever find on our own. In Trusting God with Today, the 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Available now at intouch.org slash today. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions. How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the word of God, but how do we know where to start? The Free In Touch Devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies, and more. The In Touch Devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org/daily.
1: You're listening to In Touch. Is there something you prefer over your relationship with God? With Insight for Believers, here's a moment with Charles Stanley.
0: Anything you hold too tightly, you will lose. We all want control over circumstances and people in their lives. We want everything to go our way. The problem with trying to be in control is that we're not, but God is. If you look around your life, you'll have to admit, you're not in control of everything. And oftentimes that creates all kind of frustration and anxiety and fear that oftentimes causes us to do things and say things we know better. When I look at this passage of Scripture of the man that God called a fool, everything about his life was exactly like he wanted it. That is, it seemed that he was in control of everything. The problem is that all that he was in control of had become his God. And the Bible says that night, God said to him, You fool, this night your soul shall be required of you. Is there anything in your life that's more important than God? Is there anything in your life that's keeping you from being obedient to God? Do you find yourself thinking the way this man was thinking? Me, myself, and I, and my. Things become people's God in their life. Now if you should ask them, Are you guilty of idolatry? They would deny it. But here's the truth. The truth is that anything in your life that becomes more important to you than God, that keeps you from obeying Him, trusting Him, relying upon Him, anything that you rely upon rather than God becomes a God in your life. And sometimes that's not just material things. It can be a relationship. People can have such a dependency, such an interdependency upon one another that the other person is like God in their life. God wants us to live a life that is surrendered to Him.
1: You can learn more about surrendering your priorities to God at InTouch.org. And if today's program has encouraged you to anchor yourself in God's Word, we'd love to hear from you. Tomorrow on InTouch, are you trying to find your life's purpose? We'll hear how important it is to serve God wherever He places us, Friday on Intouch the Teaching Ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and
2: your faithful prayers and gifts. Hi, welcome to Breakpoint. I'm John Stone Street. During this Christmas week, we're going to take a look back at some of the most important Breakpoint commentaries of the past year. Not that long ago, at least culturally speaking, someone known throughout the world for being quite neighborly said some things that most likely would get him fired today. Believe it or not, he said those things on public television. Yes, I'm talking about Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He often performed songs that he wrote to address issues that confuse children or cause them to struggle. One of those songs was called Everybody's Fancy. He hoped to help children love and value their bodies and to respect other children, too. Take a listen to Mr. Rogers. Boys
0: are boys from the beginning. hmm. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is
2: mine. Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can grow up and be the daddies. Yes, sir, everybody's fancy. Fine. Now, can you imagine someone saying these same things on PBS today? In fact, just last year in a segment from the Let's Learn TV series, PBS stations across the country featured a drag queen, someone who goes by the stage name Lil Miss Hot Mess. He was singing lines from his book, The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish, Swish, Swish. It was to the tune of The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round. And the most obvious takeaway here is that any trust that previous generations of parents and kids once had for public television has long ago been squandered. A second takeaway is just how quickly some ideas have shifted from being unthinkable to unquestionable. Therefore, we should doubt anyone who tries to gaslight us into thinking that we're somehow regressive bigots for believing things like male and female are realities built into human nature. As an ordained Presbyterian minister, Rogers viewed the world in a noticeably Christian way, Though he didn't often discuss his faith publicly, his dedication to and concern for children was in very real ways Christ-like. For example, Rogers did not avoid difficult subjects if he believed that kids needed to talk about them. Everybody's fancy was Rogers' way of teaching children that they're fearfully and wonderfully made. For Rogers, that also included, and this is important, talking about the human body as something good, as something worth appreciating and caring for. Mr. Rogers even taught children that one of the things that made their bodies special was that they were gendered, and that that gender had significance for who and what they would become later in life. As he said, only boys grow up to be daddies, only girls grow up to be mommies. What he's saying then is no less obviously true now, and it's absurd to suggest that Mr. Rogers was some hate-filled bigot for holding these views. No, it's those who tell children that their fancy bodies may in fact be the wrong bodies and may be in need of social, chemical, or surgical alteration, they're the ones that are living in the land of make-believe. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Shane Morris. For more resources to live like a Christian in this cultural moment, please go to colsoncenter.org. Hi, this is John Stone Street with Breakpoint. I've got some exciting news for Breakpoint listeners who share our mission of equipping Christians with the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to have a courageous faith in this cultural moment. For the final weeks of 2023, a $50,000 matching gift opportunity has been provided by a generous donor. That means that your gift will be doubled when you support the Colson Center before December 31st. So please partner with us to equip more Christians in 2024. Gift today at colsoncenter.org slash December. That's colsoncenter.org org slash December.